You are listening to Embrace the Chaos Podcasts with your hosts, Ruben and Marina DeAnda from the Greater Long Beach Church of Christ. Thank you for joining us as we lean into the joys and chaos of marriage and family life. Hey everyone, it's Ruben and Marina back for another episode of Embrace the Chaos. Hello there. We are uh, just in the beginning of the school year here in the city of Long Beach. Yeah. And it's crazy. Well, it's been crazy for our family. And we thought going back to school was going to be amazing. Yeah, but there's a lot going on. It's a lot of drop-off and pickups, especially for our family, because we have four, all four of them in school, which is great. But we have four different pickups. So it's back and forth, back and forth. Soccer started, dance started. Yeah, it's crazy right now. Now, if you guys hear some voices in the background or some footsteps in the background, it's because we're recording uh, at a church building where there's a lot of kids hanging out. We didn't know they're going to be here. It's so. not our kids. Yeah, it's not our kids. <laughs> but, you know. It sounds like our kids, It sounds though. like our house right yeah. now. So, yeah. you know, welcome to our chaos in a way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We're going to start off, like we do with every episode, with, with a little practical... Um, helpful hint. Helpful. Helpful tip, I mean. Helpful tip. Yeah. yeah. That's and what so I meant Marina's to say. Marina's going to share a little bit about a helpful tip that has helped our family over the years in regards to dinner time. Yeah. Well, that's a fun time in our family. We like to prioritize our dinners together. And early on when we had just the older girls, I was driving myself crazy because I was you know, making dinner for Ruben and I, and then our older daughter was very picky and didn't want any sauce of any kind on her food. So then I found myself making two different meals. And I just remember, I think it was our pediatrician that sort of uh, reprimanded us in a way, like you should not be making two separate meals for yourself and your children. You make one meal and if they want to eat, they eat, and if they don't like it, then they just go without dinner and they eat a big breakfast and they're not going to die. They're going to be okay. We're not bad parents. and But it's teaching them that this is what we're making. This is what we're doing. Get with it. Yeah. yeah it was funny because I think as new parents, we just felt like, no, we they cannot go to sleep without eating. This is such a... We're such bad parents if this happens, and yet to hear this from our pediatrician, uh, she really helped us to understand uh, creating healthy boundaries and that mom and dad are in charge yeah. and that yeah. you know this is not a restaurant, uh, and they're going to be totally fine. And in fact, they were completely fine. <laughs> yeah, they met all their markers. <laughs> yeah, and... they were totally fine. Yeah, and I think it, it helped me too just to uh, let go of that fight for them to eat it was always a big dramatic fight yeah. and just letting that go and um not worrying about it but another thing that has really helped our family along the lines of meals is especially meal- as the kids got older yeah because as the kids get older they're more knowledgeable about like what they want or what's going to be happening for dinner yeah so they ask every other hour 
what are we having for dinner tonight? What are we having for dinner tonight? Yeah. Well, also because we just really enjoy food. So our yeah, kids, well that's, yeah, yeah, our kids love food and they want to know what to expect. But um, the thing that I was going to say before you interrupted me mm-hmm. was that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one thing that has helped our family is meal planning. And so I got a little uh, magnetic board that goes on our refrigerator and our meals during the school year. Summer's crazy free for all, but during the school year, our meals are planned out Monday, Sunday to Monday. I guess. Sunday to Monday? Sunday to Saturday, sorry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Stop. I got you. Stop. Anyways. Uh, okay, wait. Let me think through my thought now. So, all our meals are planned out every night. Yes. It's written on the board at the yes. beginning of the week. But also another thing is we have staples. So, every Tuesday is going to be Taco Tuesday. Wednesdays are usually our pasta night. Thursday is a stir fry. And so that helps us because we buy a lot of things in bulk, yeah. which for a big family, it saves us a lot of money. But then it also, you know, I don't have to like go crazy thinking, okay, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? And how am I going to make this fun and festive and get them to eat all their vegetables? So it yeah. helps us a lot. They love it. But it also helps because then when they come to ask us, hey, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, yeah. We just say, go to the refrigerator and read the board. Right. Which and they, st- a- they still come and ask us. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Which is ridiculous. But we just kindly send them to the board. Yes. So, you know, if you're a parent and you have a child who asks a lot of questions, this is just a way for them to learn to figure out answers on their own in a good way. But also as a parent, it helps you stay organized. Yeah. Um, And it also makes sure that you're not creating a restaurant type mentality in your kids where they just get to eat and choose whatever they want to do. Right. But you're in charge as a parent. You decide what's for dinner because you're preparing it. And when they're ready to start making their own dinners, they can they can do that on their own. Yeah. And I think this goes for whether you have a big family like ours or if it's, you know, a little bit smaller. Like you mm-hmm. should not be making multiple meals to cater to your children's needs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So anyway, that is something that we've learned. I think because we have four children, we've had to put this more into practice uh, because of that. Um uh, you know, so anyway, hope that is helpful to you and that you can use it however it benefits your family. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to get into some content here uh, that we wanted to share with you guys. In the past few months, we've been able to provide some tools and some thoughts regarding marriage and how to work on your marriage and how to communicate in a good way or in a healthier way. Uh, We're going to continue this trajectory here of talking about marriage because it is our most important human relationship. And so we feel like as much as we can, we want to provide some content and some thoughts Mm -hmm. for in regards to marriage. So here's the deal. Uh, Marina alluded to it in the beginning of our episode is as the school year has started, uh, let me give you a, a, a like just into our family and our season of where we're at, sort of what what a day looks like. So on one of the days of the week, we have all four children going to three different schools. So it's three different drop offs, four different pickup times, mm-hmm. 
two different dance, dance classes all in the afternoon uh, for two different children at two different times. <laughs> so that's another two different pickups and drop-offs. And then we have to get home, get everybody fed, and then usually this happens on a Wednesday. So then we have to go. Uh, we're committed to being a part of a, a small group, a family group in our church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a circle of friends and, and kids. We meet together to read the Bible. So that's on Wednesday night. So we had this happen last week, and it was just insane. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And we were like, how in the world are we going to do this mm-hmm. uh, every week and multiple times a week? Right. And then we get this question from parents a lot like, how do you manage everything that you're doing um, with the amount of different responsibilities that we have. Uh, And so we wanted to talk a little bit about that today. Like how do we create uh, not just rhythms, but even what do we prioritize? How do we we connect with one another as a married couple in the midst of the chaos of raising kids? The other point of it too is that a lot of couples that we talk to um, when they have children, the first relationship that goes out the window is the husband-wife relationship because now this child becomes the priority. Right. And rightly so, rightly so, we want to be able to take care of our children, raise our children right, um, and it takes a lot of energy and effort. Yeah. But what happens is a lot of couples then neglect giving to their marriage and they they're trying to figure out we try to figure out what where do we find time to give to one another and this has happened to marina and i over and over again so (laughs) we wanted to address this and talk a little bit about this today yeah i remember this uh, just recently probably last year we had a great conversation about this but it didn't start from a great feeling right like Mm -hmm. i just remember feeling overwhelmed with our schedules and um but in that just feeling disconnected from you yeah and it made me really sad because i didn't know in our season how to change that yeah because we still had the kids we still had our responsibilities we still had our schedule things were going Mm -hmm. full steam ahead and all of that wasn't going to change. So um, just really feeling, I felt disconnected from you. I don't know how you felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's different for the, it is. For the man. So, well, well, what happens, and yeah. Marina and I have talked about this with each other, is uh, we're in a unique situation because we work together. Right. So I will spend time with Marina in a lot of different meetings or appointments with people or counseling Uh, different situations or planning meetings or whatever the case may be and so there are times where we will literally spend the whole day together even without the children as they're in school and for her to come and tell me she feels disconnected from me is like it doesn't make sense to me because I'm like I just spent the whole day with you how can you feel disconnected from me Mm. Uh, and so we've had to have very you know intense robust conversations about her needs what she needs within our relationship and my expectation and you know how do I meet that need um and I know Marina just shared like we had this conversation last year but I I think we've had this conversation ongoing this is kind of even just yeah. a couple of weeks ago and so I want to be honest like this is something <laughs> that Marina and I are still 
working on and figuring yeah. out. And I don't think there's, we haven't arrived, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. We're still a work in progress in terms of this. And it's it's hard. It really is hard. Yeah, but I think the conversation a year ago was like the one where we started to make little changes, yes, right? But I think sure. we like we talk about it now more consistently just to check in and check up and see how things are going. Because last year I just felt like we were getting into this habit of we put the, all the kids would go to sleep and we have a great bedtime routine where they're all in bed um, by 8.30, whether they're asleep or not. I mean, we get some that come out and ask for water, nonsense like that. But for the most part, they're all in bed at 8.30, and I just felt that we would just go our separate ways. Like, yeah. you know, we would go and do our own thing, whether it's, you know, watch a show to unwind, catch up on emails, make phone calls, whatever. But it was just, there was no connection, no communication. Yeah. And I felt like I was just projecting it out, like this is going to get like we're, what, you know, when the kids grow up, if we continue this pattern we're not going to have any sort of relationship and know how to connect or communicate yeah once the kids are older and it's just us like i totally like projected out and was like feeling all kinds of things and ruben was just like i'm just really tired leave me alone (laughs) because we were together but it's a different sort of connection because you're serving you're giving you're pouring out whether whether you're you know, whatever you're doing, whether you're in a nine to five, you're in an office, you're still pouring out of yourself and giving. And so that's what I was feeling. Yeah. So even just a few weeks ago, Marina and I were having this conversation um, because, uh, okay, so a couple things happened. So we went on this really cool, like, retreat, right? Mm -hmm. So we went to go get refreshed and uh, with our staff uh, for the church, and then we came back, and I was ready to go. Look, okay, so we gotta, we gotta plan this. We gotta get together with this person. We gotta move this forward. And it was the week before school started, so Marina was like on this. We gotta get all the kids' uniform, their school clothes. Well, their... it wasn't my thing. Like we had to get them uniforms. Yeah, no, I understand, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like it wasn't on my in my mind. It was like, oh yeah, we'll get to that eventually. But Marina, who's a lot more aware. Okay. But you make it sound like it's like my (laughs) desire and like Like, need. Like, I really want my kids to have shoes for school and everything. No, but I mean, like, the schools require them to have supplies and uniforms. Okay. 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 Anyway, so Marina was trying to figure all this stuff out, and I was on a completely different page of figuring out uh, issues within the church Mm -hmm. and the ministry. And it got, it came to a head in the middle of the week or towards the end of the week. uh, And Marina just felt like I just was not, not available to her, not around, not uh, um, emotionally available, physically available. And I'm over here thinking that she's not available to me in terms of wanting to talk about the things that I want to talk about and figure out. And we were on completely different pages. Now, mind you. This is literally days after coming back from a very unifying, like, Marina and I got to spend some couple days away from the children, a very relaxed kind of schedule. And we come back and literally three days later are just like, who are you? Where are you? And what are you doing? And one of the things that Marina constantly, not constantly, but 
because of my character that she has to consist consistently talk to me about and it helps me convicts me it's just what do i prioritize mm. because what happens mm. a lot is i give a lot to our church community i pour out a lot to what you know my role as a minister uh, is to be with people to be around people to serve people and what happens is i'll do that um, and then i'll come home and i'll be too tired to or, or emotionally spent to give mm -hmm. to my children mm -hmm. but i'll push through and give to them and then all of a sudden when they're all in bed there's nothing left in the tank mm -hmm. and marina like marina she phrases it like i give i have given my leftovers to the children and then she gets like the, the crumbs mm. <laughs> from the leftovers you mm -hmm. know and every time we've had this conversation and i say every time because we've had it quite a lot and you're thinking man Ruben, you're a joke. Like, well, it, get it together. Get it together. Like, but it's this is a real thing. Yeah. Like, it actually. Yeah. This is a very uh, I don't know something in my character that I'm having to learn and change and continue continually work on is what is it that I'm going to prioritize? And one of the things. Well, I it's yeah. you're just exhausted. So I don't want to come across as like this like cold hearted like I mean even though I say get it together a lot like yeah. I do have a lot of grace for you. Yes, she does. And you are very Ruben is a very gifted and talented minister and you can go listen to his sermons on the GLB podcast and hear a lot of his great lessons and so God has given him this great gift and I see that and I love that about him but um and I know so I know he's tired I know he's exhausted from pouring out of himself but I still desire to connect and be mm -hmm. close to my husband and for our relationship to be strong yeah. because again we're only in this season with the kids for I mean I read this article about you only have 18 great summers with your kids like when you really think about it and it just goes by so fast yeah. and I don't my fear and and this is just me like again being fearful and it's just the way that I am and the way that I'm wired but I don't want to get to the you know end of raising our kids and then us just looking at each other like who are you what do we do now type of a situation yeah. yeah something that even in our conversations over the past year or so that has convicted me it really challenged me is listen here's the deal like anybody else could come and leave this church anybody else could come uh be a minister and do what i'm doing nobody else though is going to be a husband to my wife nobody else is going to be a father to my children that is my prime those are my primary uh, callings and responsibilities and every time I think about that it just it just makes me pause and just mm -hmm. realize if there's any time and emotional energy that's going to be spent it needs to be spent working on uh, my marriage and in, our, in that relationship and also um, raising my children I mean one of the I think somebody said one time you know the for some of us, the best thing that we'll be able to, the best uh, service or the best thing we'll be able to give to God's kingdom is not what we do, but who we raise. Mm -hmm. Not not what we do to, for the kingdom, but who we raise. I think that was um, our friends Jane Tracy Minor, right? Yeah, I, can, I can't remember. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like something they would okay. say. <laughs> so anyway, I think this concept, though, 
oh man, what do we prioritize? I think this is such a huge deal. And I think we want to share with you some some practical things that have helped us in in having conversations about this, but also, yeah. um, you know, in, in in our planning. And and I think this goes for those of us who uh, have a lot going on in our lives with children, with jobs. Mm-hmm. But I think it also goes along the lines of people who those of you who maybe are new parents or just having your children, your your you have two infants or two toddlers or three, you know, even one. I mean, it just takes a lot of emotional energy right. and physical energy. Right. And depending on what season uh, of life your, your your child is in, but we hear so much from young families. I mean, I don't even have energy to give to my wife or to my husband. How do you guys take care of that relationship? Um, and so it's just, it, it can be quite quite a challenge sorry we're a little distracted because there's a lot of noise going on in the background but kids are outside now yeah right below us so anyway um we're hopeful that this some of these things can help i mean we are again we're a work in progress uh this is something in my heart that i feel like i constantly have to pray about and you would think it's natural that i would see that this is the most important relationships in my life but quite honestly, at times, because of my selfishness, because of my own distractiveness, and, you know, I can be kind of all over the place in my brain. I can be forgetful or not aware of situations mm-hmm. within my own family. I just realized I've got, I've got to be a lot more intentional about praying about my family, mm. praying about my marriage. And that makes me more aware of these are more my most important human relationships primarily the one with my wife yeah thank you so yeah okay practicals oh, okay yeah, sure yeah let's Go jump into that well one of the things that we have done over the years is we connect at the beginning of our week about our schedule our schedule for the week yes and that is huge and that helps us a ton. So we take some time out when the kids are in bed and we go through what our schedule is, what we have set in the schedule, and then also what we would like to do. You know, I'd like to get time to do this this week and I'd like to accomplish this this week. Yeah. And one of the things of having four kids, it's kind of just brought us to this place where we work as a team because we have to like we have to be a team we need each other we can't burn bridges with one another because we need each other we're actually very quick to like forgive each other and get over a bump because we're like dude we cannot we cannot stay in this funk for too long these kids will run us crazy it doesn't work like yeah it doesn't work for us so um it's to our benefit that we have so many kids but anyways um, in our schedule, you know, we we fight to work together so that each of us can accomplish what we need to accomplish versus like, because I think it used to be where, oh, but I have this, but I have that, but I need you to take the kids for this. No, but I can't do that. And so ju- what, you know, what has happened is we're just, when we come together, it's how can I help you to accomplish yeah. what you want to accomplish? And it works out better that way than trying to fight for our time um, because there's that support there and because there's that teamwork there and we are able to do a lot yeah. 
actually. I mean, in our in our season, it's sort of like if it's not on the calendar, it just won't happen. Right. And it's hard for me to embrace that because I am, I'm okay with a little bit of spontaneity Mm-mm. and hey, oh this 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 guy's coming over to hang out for a little bit. He just called me five minutes ago. No. And I, I'm totally down for that kind of stuff. I can't do it. But Marina's like, no, there needs to be a plan, a calendar. Yeah. And that has helped us because we've realized it, within the midst of our season of chaos, we need to embrace scheduling and yeah. calendar. So, I mean, I, I try to be as flexible as I can be, but it's really hard for me when... Yeah. Things get thrown in like that. But one of the principles, even in scheduling and calendar, is again, if it's not on the calendar for us right now, it just won't happen. Right. So, so then if you were to look at our calendar, you would see what we prioritize. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say, when we look at our calendars, when, you know, our listeners, when you look at your calendar, you can see what you prioritize. And yeah. so, our last episode last month, we talked about how marriage requires a lot of work, a lot mm-hmm. of energy. So look at your calendar. Are you putting energy into it? And so one of the things that Marina and I will have to do in our calendar is, okay, we're going to schedule uh, when we're going to be able to have a date, a breakfast date or a date night or something like that to connect. Or mentoring, you know, we're going to have mentoring times or people are in our lives helping us um, to, to, to mentor us in our marriage and that's going to be in the calendar so yeah. if we prioritize these things they're going to be it'll happen it'll happen uh, recently uh, we just started family devotionals again with our children once a week we after dinner after shower time and everything we have them come together we sing some songs and we sing and we read a, a verse in the Bible together and that was not on our calendar uh, and so we've started putting it in our calendars and it's helping us so anyway the point here is yeah. Uh, what what you prioritize is going to be on your calendar. We'd encourage, we encourage families all the time. Sit down Sunday nights or mon- or Monday nights or whatever, and just kind of think through the week. What are, where are we going to connect, and what are we what are we prioritizing, and make sure it's on our calendar. Right. Yeah. The other one is the the connection time. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So this was my great idea. Um, about yes, a year ago, when I felt like we were just going into our separate caves when the kids went to sleep, and you know we were tired, we were exhausted, we needed to unwind and um, de-stress, which is great. It's good. Um, I think it's important to do that and have self-care for yourselves. But I just I felt like there was a need for a connection. So the thing that we started implementing was, okay, we put the kids. We just have a touch point, like. Whether it's how was your day, how are you feeling, are you okay, you know, can I help you with something, is there anything that we need to talk through, just to, just whatever it is, just a really quick mm-hmm. touch point, and then we can go into our own space if needed. And sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we watch a show together. Um, or sometimes we're both just so tired and we just go straight to bed. Um, but it just has, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I think it was more for me, my benefit than yours. Mm-hmm. But it just made me feel connected to you, to connect yeah. it to my husband and not like this, okay, we're only here to like raise these kids and <laughs> we just go live our own lives after. So it has brought a lot more 
security for me yeah. in our connection. Yeah. So now for me, when I heard Marina share this with me, I realized, okay, this is what this is a need in our marriage, right? So But how does it make you feel? Cuz I don't know if it was as big of a need for you as it was for me, right? I don't think it was as big as a need for me because yeah. again, I was so mentally Yeah. I'm usually so mentally tired yeah. and spent that I just want to veg. Right. And so I had to actually intentionally think, Yeah. before I veg, let me go and spend a few <laughs> minutes with Marina and see how she's doing. Yeah. Catch up with her, make sure that we connect. Yeah. I think before that would have made me feel like, oh, he doesn't love me. And, um, but I, but in, you know, as we've been married for how many years? 14 years. Yeah. Like, I, I know he loves me. I'm secure in that. Um, I've learned to be secure in that, in that it's it's not personal, even though it could feel personal. Mm-hmm. But it's just, he's different. He's wired differently than mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, so this nightly connecting time, it's it's helpful. It's helpful for us to be able to, to talk and, 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 and really focus on that yeah and sometimes it's just quick it's like you good yeah you good yeah okay (laughs) and then other nights it's a more like like the when we had that talk a week ago the one that you were talking about and you were like what is going on with you we just got back from the tree and retreat and i was just overwhelmed stressed out you wanted me to engage and with you know ministry ministry, and i was like i'm just gonna tell you right now I cannot do that until the kids are in school. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I need to get them in school, yeah. get them through their first day, and then I'll be good to go. Yeah. So anyway, these are just some practicals that have helped us. Again, like I said, we're a work in progress. Yeah. This is all like, you know, we're just kind of learning, continuing to learn as we as we go. But right. I think after these years of marriage, we've, we've, I think Marina shared something really great right now about, being secure in each other's love for each other, assume love yeah. with one another, yeah. not not take things too personal, uh, and then when when there is a, a hesitancy or something there, to be able to have the the security to talk about it, and, and, and talk things through, and uh, pray together, and 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 really connect with one another. So anyway, yeah. those are the things that we wanted to share with you uh, today. Hopefully, it's helpful. I don't know if there's anything else you want to share, honey. No, I think that's it. And you did a great job. <laughs> you did a great job, too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So we, um, yeah. So anyway, um, the whole point is here uh, in the midst of the chaos, especially with children, as your parent, let's make sure not to neglect our most important human relationship, which is that with our Spouse. Oh, I do have one thing to say. Oh, let's go. Yeah, that I just thought about. All right. I just want to encourage um, the women, the wives, just to be vulnerable because I think when I was feeling all these things, um, my initial reaction was to be mad and angry and he doesn't love me and what's up with this guy? I'm not a priority. And in my vulnerability, I had to express that it was hurt, like I was I was hurt by it, but it came out as anger. Mm. And so I have had to learn over the years how to work through um, those feelings and just be vulnerable. Because I think sometimes we don't want to be vulnerable when we're hurt. And so it prevents us from really 
um, communicating and expressing the real issue, which is I have hurt feelings and I'm scared, you know? And it comes out as like, I hate you. Yeah. It has come out like that. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I love you. I love you too. Uh Uh-huh. Cute. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we are um, very grateful for uh, you guys joining us today. Yes, thank you. And um, would like to encourage you, please come visit us on uh, iTunes or on Google Play. Mm -hmm. On iTunes, you can leave a review, uh, subscribe to our podcast. Give us your feedback. Uh, Give us your feedback. Send us questions. We can address different topics. We're trying to do this um, every month, once a month, provide an uh, an episode for everybody. And uh, thank you so much for joining us as we embrace the chaos. Special thanks to our producer, John Brown, and music by DJ Soar. If you want to connect with Ruben and Marina, you can do so at glbchurch.com and through Instagram at Embrace Chaos PC. Embrace the Chaos podcast is available on iTunes and Google Play. Please subscribe for monthly episodes.